Welcome back to Embody. I'm MJ. And I'm Danny. All right. So we have another, I don't know if you want to call it fun, fun ish. We're going to make it fun. Hey, that's we're going to have a little life lesson episode for you today. Yep. And that can be a good time, you know? So today we're going to be talking about relationships and that bounce back after a bad breakup. Yes. I think we've all been through that. I've been through that. Have you been through that, MJ? (laughs) Have I been through that? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We all have. And and different types of breakups. Definitely. But one I want to touch on, really, is one that's a little near and dear to me. Being the empath that I am, I I tend to be a, a narcissist magnet. Oof. Yeah. They love me. If there's a narcissist anywhere in the 50 states, he is going to find me, and he is going to make me his girlfriend. <laughs> and then, yeah, that never really ends well. No. So a little bit on that, which is something a lot of people deal with and talking about is narcissism. Mm. Um, the definition of that, a narcissist is basically a person who has an excessive interest or in or an admiration of themselves. So a narcissist is someone who believes the world revolves around themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people will confuse that with confidence. Yeah, because I was going to say, I said, you know, like, it's Danny's world and everyone else lives in it. So oh, yes, ma'am. be more specific, please. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So that's not the only trait. That is just one of the traits of being a narcissist. So you have that inflated sense of your self-importance, a deep admiration for yourself. Um, but uh, one of the biggest factors that shows it's not confidence right. is the lack of empathy. Mm. There is zero empathy. A narcissist has no empathy. They do not care how they hurt you, no matter what way, shape, or form. They may love you, but it does not affect them that they're hurting you. No, at not all. at all. Because it's not about them. Um, they have zero boundaries. No, not Zero at all. boundaries. So be prepared to just have them all in your life and all in your spaces. You don't want them. They want to take you down to your knees, and they're like, well, yeah. it's still about me. I don't care. Why are you crying? Yes. And if you are crying, um, it's because you've done something wrong. Yeah. They want to make you believe. Um, one of the major things they do is called gaslighting. Mm-hmm. And in gaslighting... It's a way of manipulating someone um, using psychological methods, and you're actually manipulating that person into questioning their own sanity or powers of reasoning. Yeah. And I had that happen to me once. I'm going to use an example. Mm -hmm. Um, It was many, many years ago. I was in my 20s um, before I even had my daughter, and the guy I was dating was a narcissist, (laughs) and he would do things... Like when we were out together, we'd be sitting at the bar, we'd be having a good time. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden he'd lean over and whisper in my ear, you look really ugly. Or you look so fat in that dress right now. And we all know MJ is a Taurus and she's a little fiery. So what would I do? A little? Uh, 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 (laughs) Oh, I got some sizzle. I'm spicy. Spicy. We're on air. Sorry. So what would I do? I would turn around and I would flip. I would scream at him. I would tell him what a mean person he was. And all this time, I didn't realize it until one of the girls I worked with who was noticing this behavior took me aside and she said, do you not realize he is doing this to you on purpose? She said, he whispers it to you. He gets you to scream. And then he looks at you like, what did I do? Why are you yelling at me? And then everybody around is looking at you like you're a complete psychopath because they don't know the hurtful thing he just said to you. Right. Stop letting him do that. When you do that, you're giving him what he wants. So I stopped. Wow. When he would say that, I started to just walk away. And I'd be like, you know what? If, if you don't think I look pretty, then I'm just going to go sit over here with my friends. Or I'm just going to, you know, go hang out over there with someone else. Wow. And that did not go well. How long did that relationship last? Um, 
unfortunately longer than it should have. Mm. Um, and that being said, because I basically found out I was pregnant when we were breaking up. Wow. <laughs> yes. Wow. wow. But <clears throat> the thing is, when I did stop feeding into it, right, then he became angry. Mm. Then it, he wasn't getting to me. Right. And then he was doing whatever he could to bring me down, take me down, hurt me emotionally. Right. And it became almost like a game. Like, how do I break this girl? Right. And um, breaking up with a narcissist is a hard thing because they do a lot of emotional damage to you. Mm -hmm. They make you feel like everything is your fault. They make you feel like everything wrong in your relationship was you. They make you feel like you didn't try hard enough. They literally make you feel like you are the crazy one and that you didn't deserve them. Right. So in that breakup, your self-worth is rock bottom. Yeah. Rock bottom. It's just... And it takes time to, to rebuild. You it know? does. And even, and even after the breakup, um, they still feel some type of connection to you. They still feel like that they still belong to you in some way. Mm-hmm. And that you were the one Not that messed that it up. Not that they belong to you. You belong to I them I mean, you still. belong to them. Yeah. yeah. And, and that you were the cause of the relationship to... To end. Absolutely. You know, no boundaries. And here's the thing. Upon researching it, too, <clears throat> like, I know what that is. Um, I know what a narcissist is. But one thing I did not know is that there are some people, some people have narcissistic traits. Okay. Um, they're just assholes. <laughs> but there are others who actually, they suffer from what is called NPD. That's narcissistic personality disorder. It is an actual mental health condition in which the person believes they are better than everyone. Mm -hmm. And um, while many people do have those narcissistic traits, the people with NPD, um, their problems affect their lives on a whole new level. It's not just relationships. It affects their their everyday life. Yeah. Because they're not just doing this to their significant other or their partner. Mm -hmm. They're doing this at work. They're doing this with coworkers. They're doing it with friends. And um, the reason they're doing it is to boost their own self-esteem. Yeah. And people, they give them a pass, you know? You just say, oh, he's just a hothead. Yeah. You know? People, they give them a pass. Now that I know, though, that it is an actual disorder, Right. that to me... But not everybody has that disorder. That doesn't mean everyone who's being an asshole to you has that disorder. So stand corrected. Mm-hmm. Look for the signs. Find out if it's a mental illness. Talk to them. See mm-hmm. if they want to go to therapy. Because if it is an actual mental illness, then yes, I am going to be empathetic towards that if you want to take the steps to get help. Right. And Because um, it does affect every area of your life. Um, Those symptoms are going to be present at work, present at home. Your children are going to see it. Mm -hmm. You're going to become so hard for other people to tolerate Mm. that you're suffering more because of it. So I think that is something to think about. I don't don't think they even care that they lose people around them. You know, I, I think that they just move on to the next victim. I would, I would say I, I agree with that in some cases, in the, but in the cases where it's an actual mental illness, I, I don't think they have the control over it, and that is where they do need to seek help. Mm-hmm. They do need to find a way out of it, find a positive outlet, whether it be, like I always preach, yoga, meditation. Go speak to someone about it. Right. I'm sure there's medication out there. So say, for instance, someone, they want to stay with that person. Is there actually help? I know that you um, did a lot of research on this. Do you think that there is help for the narcissist, that you can actually stick it out or at least try to stick it out? Let's go to therapy. Let's try to get some help. There is absolutely help. If if they love you deeply and they are willing to work on it because they realize they are going to lose you and you're not going to put up with it anymore, if they want it enough, anybody can get help. Mm-hmm. It's like any aspect, whether you're a drug addict, you're an alcoholic, you're a narcissist. If you, you have to want it, mm-hmm. you have to want that help. And right. if you do, it's there and you can change. 
um, it would be very hard to go through and mm-hmm. you got to be very supportive if right. you love that person, but you also have to stand your ground mm-hmm. and let them know, yes, I'm giving you another chance, but this doesn't mean I'm going to put up with you treating me like this again and again. You have to stand strong on mm-hmm. setting your boundaries. Right. You have to stop that mental abuse when it's happening. Mm-hmm. You have to, the minute it happens, no, that is not okay. Right. No, I did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. And you got to stand strong on that. So it's going to be a fight. That's Definitely. Hard. That's hard. It is hard. But if you love someone enough and they're willing to do the work, then I pray that it works out for you. I really do. Well, I will say that I was in a relationship also that was, you know, I stayed in too long, you know? Mm-hmm. And right there at the end, you know, I, I I was asking myself, why am I doing this? Because I would always try to stay one step ahead of him. Yes. You know? Okay. If, if I wear this, then that's going to tick him off or he's going to say something mean about me. You know? If I wear makeup... Or if I wear too much and he's going to say, oh, you think that you're pretty? No, let me tell you what you really are. So I would always try to be one step ahead of him to curtail any type of argument, mm-hmm. any type of confrontation. So I would just keep myself just humble or just deflated just for his satisfaction. And then right there at the end, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? No, no more. I'm exhausted just listening to you say that. Yeah. And when you know I left, I mean? he was like, so you're not coming back? Um, like, is this on? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> no. And I didn't go back. And to this day, he still calls me his wife. That's insane. Yes. So, Yeah. But what he doesn't realize, and I think that might be part of being a narcissist, a lot of them, what they don't realize is we all have our breaking point. Mm -hmm. We all, and if you push someone too far, you are going to push them completely away. Yeah. You are. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to be able to bounce back from it. And like the damage is done. The people that they seek out are the people like us that are going to, they're, they're going to try to hold out. They're going to try to be strong and stay in that relationship. And we stayed too long. If you are an empath and you realize that a lot of your relationships have the same Mm -hmm. behavior, it is because being an empath, you are a narcissist magnet. Mm -hmm. They are drawn to you. Mm -hmm. They lack empathy and you're full of empathy. So you're gonna forgive them and work with them and be Mm -hmm. kind to them and try and heal them and try and help them. And they are going to literally suck the life out of you. Yeah. Yeah. My grandmother, she had this thing that she would always say. And whenever I'd hear her say it, I'm like, what are you talking about? But then I'm like, oh, I'm one of those people. She would always say, oh, you have stray puppy syndrome. So you find them on the side of the street and they're all hungry and they're dirty and you know, you just want to take them home and clean them up, you know, and just make them shiny and make them all happy and stuff and give them a little toy, which is you and your heart. You're Absolutely. giving your heart to them to toy with. Yes. And then you look up and damn, you're the stray animal, you know, they, yeah. the, they suck the light out, life out of you and you're standing on the side of the road looking pitiful and hungry and you know, the life sucked out of you. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Be careful of those stray puppies that you try to fix up. Be very careful of yeah. those stray puppies. Moving Definitely. On. Life after being with a narcissist. Yes. What is, what's your insight on that? Mm. So, you've said, fuck no. I'm not going back. So, you're going to have some type of emotional hangover. You know, that's the recovery from the relationship. Okay. So picture a really bad hangover. You know, you've been out all night and you feel really, really bad. You're in bed. You're shut off from everyone, fatigued. You have to allow yourself time to cry and mope. The day after Thanksgiving for me? Yes. Was it that bad? It was that oh, bad. Oh. Yeah. oh, my Lord and baby Jesus. That but, was a bad day. Yeah. But the next day... You've got to get up and you got to wash your face, you know? Um, I've always said, you know, cry about it. Take your time to cry about it. 
get mad, smash yes. shit, curse people release. out, release. Yes. But then the next day, you get your ass up and you wash your face. Girl, wash your face. Girl, wash your face. Aren't you reading a book called I, that? I actually am right yes, now. Yes. Um, and it's actually, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm almost done with it. What chapter am I on now? I'm on chapter 16. Chapter 16, The Lie. I can't tell the truth. Okay, so Girl, Wash Your Face is by Rachel Hollis, and it is not solely about relationships. Okay. So it's fantastic. It's all the stuff that can happen in your life from a bad relationship or, you know, that internship gone bad or, you know, your hard time in college with the exams or parenting and trying to be a mother and do your career at the same time. It talks about every aspect of your life where shit can just go wrong. Damn. But girl, wash your face. Wash your face. Absolutely. Oh my God. Absolutely. <clears throat> to so, our listeners, we we live in South um, Southwest Florida and I we're sipping on our Arabic coffee right now and I just have this thing in my throat. Oh my gosh. I, I don't understand. We're we're in like the eighties and close and closing toward the nineties and I think I have this funky thing going on and it's just not comfortable, so yeah. <clears throat> uh, that's your throat chakra. We'll yeah. talk about that next week. <laughs> oh, wow. Danny's having issues with her throat chakra, so I'll be doing some work with her during the week, but this week's all about the heart, so. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, with the emotional hangover, mm-hmm. um, once you get past that recovery part mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you wash your face and, yeah. and you get up and you do the things... Um, one thing that I realize is that getting out of that bad relationship, you mm-hmm. may experience extreme fear or anxiety in your new relationships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm one of the biggest preachers on, and I practice what I preach when it comes to this. I swear to you, I heal myself. I wash my damn face. <laughs> I'm not entering another relationship until I've healed from the first one. Right. Even if that means I have to do like I said in episode two and go through that whole phase in between. Mm -hmm. I heal myself before I get into that next relationship because when you're bringing the insecurities and the issues of that past relationship into Mm -hmm. your next relationship, Mm -hmm. you are causing problems from the beginning. Yeah. There are a lot of people, they are, they call themselves relationship people. They cannot be alone. They can literally like break up with someone and then two days later they're booed up. Yeah. Oh my God. I love him so much. This is the one. This is definitely the one. I'm like, bitch, you didn't even clean out the closet from the last one and you already with somebody else. Okay. I remember one time I told my Auntie Marion because I am one where I do fall fast when yeah. I fall for someone. Yeah. I could literally, like, on a first date be like, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember once I was on a first date and I actually brought him to a wedding with me, mm-hmm. which is very odd for a first date. But the two of us were like, we really want to see each other, but we both had kids and working out the weekends with kids and this and that. Mm-hmm. We both were free. Mm-hmm. that Saturday and he's like well let's do it and I said I have got a wedding to go to and I'm like unless you want to come to a wedding with me we're not meeting for a few weeks <laughs> and he was like I want to meet you I'll do it so, so we went to that wedding together he sat with my daddy <laughs> on our first date that's... and um he was a great guy and he was fine as hell <sighs> and my aunt I'd never bring guys home to the family so my aunt Marion was like who's this and I whisper in her ear, and I'm like, this is the guy that's going to make me untie my tubes and give him babies. <laughs> and she was like, whoa. <laughs> I was that, like, from the first, like, ooh. Yeah. From, the, like, the minute our lips touched, I felt that zing, zing, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And And you know what? We had a fantastic first date, and we had a really great time. But a first date with your family and sitting that at a table with him your at all. dad he he was ready he was planning our future after that but I'm that one who does I'll jump all in but when I jump all in I'm not going to jump all in and marry you I'm going to jump all in and boo up with you okay so I, I'm just thinking about Steve w- w- what did Steve say I mean he really liked him <laughs> 
he really liked him and he knew his mom yeah oh yeah. my god yeah and he knew his mom so he was happy about it and um he was probably more afraid for him than me because he was mm-hmm. such a good guy and he's thinking oh my daughter's gonna ruin this poor guy yeah. like oh boy but yeah I'm I'm one who gets all excited and goes all like yeah mm-hmm. yeah this is the one this mm-hmm. is the one I swear to you guys within two days I was like he's not the one anymore oh. so it's a really good thing I didn't untie my tubes and start having babies oh my God. that's when I realized I don't want to untie my tubes and have more babies yeah and he does want babies and he wants marriage and he wants for me to live in Wisconsin for the rest of my life. No, you belong in so Florida. So we, we had a nice little, you know, first date and a few chats after. Mm-hmm. And um, we realized we're going different places in life. And you know what he did right after? He oh. booed up. And he's married. Aww. And he has two beautiful babies. Yay. And I'm like so happy for him. Yay. I am. I love it. I love it. He found what he was looking for. Okay. I absolutely love it. So that being said, we talked about narcissism and um, not every breakup is bad. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just realize you're not the one for each the ones for each other. Sometimes you grow like you were young when you got together and, mm-hmm. and I'm big one like every 10 years I feel like you become a different person you grow in life you change and you just drift apart mm-hmm. and so not every breakup has to be a bad breakup not every right. breakup has to be toxic when me and him realized we weren't going to work mm-hmm. I wish him the best, and I, I prayed on it. I prayed for him. Right. I said, God, that man so wants to find that woman to marry. Yeah. He already had one child. He wants more babies, mm-hmm. and he got that, Yeah. and that's wonderful. Yeah. And their family is absolutely beautiful. Aw. Absolutely beautiful. So there there are relationships. Let's not talk about just like the, the really bam, just horrible breakups. Like you said, people, they just grow apart. Yeah. So you can actually, I know this sounds weird, you can actually plan or strategically lay out your breakup. You know, you can make steps before you break up. You Absolutely. Know, like if you have kids, how do you manage that? If you have finances, you know, businesses together, you know, you can, you can do all this stuff before you actually quote-unquote breakup and you can do it in a kind matter like you and you see the end coming mm-hmm. um your kids should never suffer because right. of your breakup right if you own a business together that is your bread and butter yeah that is how y'all make your money right. why are you gonna let your business suffer why can't you work together split mm-hmm. the work be mindful of each other how can we make this work where we can keep this business afloat mm-hmm not sell it on our employees, keep mm-hmm. them in work, right. and work together to make money. Well, I think that, you know, we were talking about kids. Co-parenting can be hard, um, but you can also be in a good space, you know, when it comes to breaking up and being, you know, co-parents. You know, you have to make your children your focus. And But I think that when it comes to kids, mm-hmm. and, and you have to be so careful with, with how you treat each other because your kids are watching. Absolutely. You know? And and you don't want your kids later later on down the road saying, you know, that breakup that was hard for me too. Yeah. You know, so you have to set boundaries with each other. You know, you have to say, okay, you know, we're just going to focus on the kids and we're not going to go here. You know, we're not going to go with the stuff between you and I because it's over. Yeah. You know, we have to really focus on the kids, focus on finances, stuff like that. Do not go there. Don't be ugly. You know? No, not at all. Yeah. And it's even when you're not being ugly, it's still going to hurt the kid to see mom and dad have to go separate ways. Mm-hmm. So one of my best examples of co-parenting gone absolutely right mm-hmm. is a friend of mine from many, many years ago. Um, we worked together. Right. And um, we worked together at a ski hill. And mm-hmm. every year, her family... Like mom, dad, brothers, sisters, all of that Mm -hmm. would come to the ski hill New Year's Eve. She would be working, but her whole family would come. And I would bring my daughter Mm -hmm. and she would go, I would be working too. So her family would take care of my daughter so that our kids could be there with us and rain in the new year. It was a kid-friendly ski resort. Right. And they could still be around us. We could rain it in together. And I remember just absolutely loving 
their family Mm -hmm. because mom and dad, they had four kids together. Right. Mom and dad split up and it it wasn't, it it, was, I'm not going to go into their business, but let's just say one of them did the other one very, very wrong Mm -hmm. where it could be unforgivable. Right. But that person took the high road. And they agreed together that we have got to do this for our kids and we got to co-parent for our kids no matter how much it hurt one of them or both of them what happened. Mm -hmm. They co-parented for their kids and dad remarried. And dad remarried someone very close to mom. Wow. It could have been hurtful to her. Mm -hmm. Um, Did she ever say, stay the fuck away from my kids or blah, 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 blah. This woman had already been a part of her kid's life in a different form, yeah. form of mom's best friend. Right. Okay. So, and that, they, she brought in kids from her side, which are now stepkids when dad remarries. And next thing you know, they have a kid together. Wow. Do you know that when they come on New Year's Eve, they all come? Mom comes, dad comes, stepmom comes with her kids and their kids. Mom brings her boyfriend. Boyfriend brings his kids. Wow. They sit at the same table. They eat at the same table. They don't split holidays. They put their shit aside so that their kids didn't have to bounce back and forth right. on the holidays. Now and they have I'm done that the about. entire time. Like, mom is welcome at dad's house. Dad is welcome at mom's house. Any family event they have, they are there together. Yes. And they... Those two parents mm-hmm. respect the other two spouses now. Yeah. And they treat their kids like their family too. She does not treat her ex-husband's new wife's kids any different than she treats her wow. own. She, when they have a grandbaby, she'll hold them too and vice versa. And I always thought it was so beautiful to watch that, especially with my family being broken with my daughter mm-hmm. and it it wasn't for lack of trying but mm-hmm. let's just say her dad's family wanted nothing to do with us yeah that's fine so i'd sit there and watch them together and i'm like oh man that is beautiful i wish he could have co-parented with me like that and mm-hmm. you know bella could have this big huge family and and then i realized she does have this big huge family she has them Mm-hmm. because they even treated my daughter like a daughter. They didn't let her be alone when I had to work on a holiday or something like that, and they had her in there with me Yeah. so she could be with me. And wow. I just think more people should try harder. Set your hurt aside. Mm-hmm. Forgive yeah. and move on for the sake of your kids. Right, and, and you saw pure happiness Absolutely. when you saw them together. You saw Absolutely, pure happiness. and you see no animosity. Years have passed now. Their kids are all grown. They have grandkids. They're probably on their way to having great grandkids soon. Yeah. Because a lot of the grandkids have graduated college now, and they're in serious Be relationships. Be careful. Don't, ter- don't tell your age now. Be careful. You know what, y'all? I'm 42 and fucking fabulous. I'm going to be 43 soon. And, yeah, y'all can come to my birthday party. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think there is those good breakups and that healthy co-parenting and figuring it out together yeah after a breakup what about money yeah have you ever thought about money like before the breakup how do you like you know I've never been married Mm -hmm. or in a relationship really with shared money Mm -hmm. so I can't give my personal opinion on that um I personally the long-term relationships that I was in Mm-hmm. And something my dad always taught me mm-hmm. is you have to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure you're set. You never know what's going to happen in life. Right. You never know if that guy's going to leave or an accident's going to happen or something. Mm-hmm. So my first really long-term relationship where mm-hmm. I lived with him, mm-hmm. our, our stuff wasn't shared. I bought everything. Everything was mine. The furniture was mine. Mm-hmm. The house was mine. Mm. It was all mine. And that sounds selfish. So, But that being said, when we split, I did not have to divvy up finances. He mm-hmm. had his own bank account. I had my own bank account. And if I really wanted to be an asshole, mm-hmm. I could have said you owe me because I pretty much paid all the bills too. But I didn't. What I did is said I have a spare bedroom. Mm-hmm. We're over. 
And I gave him three months to find a place of his own. So do you think that people should not put their finances together unless they, they're married or in a long-term commitment I relationship? I think it is perfectly okay to put your finances together, but I think you have to. That's important where a prenuptial agreement, if you're married, comes in, something like that to mm-hmm. make sure um, you're not losing everything to that person. Yeah. Um, if you're in a long-term relationship and you're not married, mm-hmm. there is nothing wrong with going to a lawyer and getting some kind of contract mm-hmm. that just to, for both of you, take care of yourselves. Make right. sure if it gets messy mm-hmm. that neither of you is losing what you've put into it. Yeah. Is um, what I think personally. I will tell you that um, when I got married to my ex... We literally moved into our apartment, and he had a duffel bag. His whole life was in a duffel bag. And so fast forward, my ex and I, we started a business together in our bedroom. And That you know, sounds like porn. We built it together. Don't check around. No. <laughs> yes. I am a bean counter. I'm an accountant. Anyway, um, before, I, before I left... Um, we had over 500 clients in six states, it, but I so wanted out that I made the mistake of walking away with nothing. Okay. The relationship was so draining. I was so scared. And like I said, in the end, I said, you know, I'm fucking over it. And he was such a narcissistic, evil person that I knew that if I even took one dime that he would feel like that he owned me. So I walked away. Well, maybe in that situation, though, you did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Because maybe your mental well-being and your heart mm-hmm. was more important than having half of that money. Yeah, but it was... I know that I sound bitter, but it wasn't about the money. It was about me putting in a part of myself. Yeah. Because I gave my all, not only to him... But to building something yeah. and building a dream, you know? And so it was just like so I left the dream. You, Yeah, you didn't just walk away from your husband. You walked away from your dream. Yes, so something that I built you're with hurting even more. Yeah, yeah, it's not even about the money, you know? It's your dream. It's, it's mm-hmm. my dream and something that I built with my sweat. It is just like I walked away from that, you know? And looking back, I feel like that I should have... I should have um, contacted a financial attorney before walking away. Yeah. You know, I should have put it in my mind, had a plan before I left. So to anyone, I would advise them to contact a financial attorney before walking away. Most attorneys will give you that first initial talk or consultation or whatever they want to Mm -hmm. call it for Mm -hmm. free. Yeah. And give you an idea of how they can help you. Yeah. If they can help you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the end, they want to make money, so they're going to want it to mm-hmm. work in your benefit. Well, that's why I say before, let's just say if it's not something that you want to talk to your partner about, hey, we're getting ready to break up, then I suggest that you start to gather your, you know, your financial documents, you know, and keep records of, you know, um, how you did things and, and where things are and, you know, who acquired what, you know, those things are important. And I hate to even think about that because you, you say whenever you get into a marriage, then you're supposed to just, you know, oh, we're going to be there. We're going to be together forever. But no, you, you talked about a prenup, you know, and people, they feel like that if they ask for a prenup, then they're already dooming the relationship. No. You know, you are protecting yourself in case you do break up. You're protecting both of you. It's just not yourself. I, I don't see it as <clears throat> selfish because when you sit down for that prenup, mm-hmm. you sit down and you talk about what each of you have brought to the table, what each of you has to offer. And mm-hmm. if one of you happens to be the homemaker who's home taking care of the kids, now you're in 15 years taking care of kids. You've been out of the workplace. Mm-hmm. You do deserve something. You do deserve mm-hmm. some money. You shouldn't have to start from rock bottom right. after you've sacrificed your life to build that family. Right. Um, if you've built a business together, you should be able to split that. Right, right. And 
we wish that everyone could just cordially sit down together and like, okay, it's obvious we're over. Let's sit mm-hmm. down. Let's talk this stuff without involving the courts and yeah. the mediators and the counselors. But I mean, some relationships are that toxic that that's not the case. But if but if it is, but if, if it is, I mean, you can you can have that cordial split, like you said. You know, yeah. put a timeline on things uh, with your partner. You know, by this time. Um, I'll be the one to move out. Yeah. By this time, we'll tell our family and friends and kids. By this time, we'll separate the bills, money, remove names yeah. from accounts. Um, who gets the net? The next the Netflix, you know. Yeah. Um, so put a timeline on it, you know. And remember, in doing that, that at one point, you loved each other. Yeah. So try to treat each other kindly through it because you're both going to be hurting it's it's the end of something that at one point in your life mm-hmm. it was beautiful yeah so i mean i i think that that's also a hard step too you know you have to go to that next step from loving someone else you know wholeheartedly yeah. with all your might loving someone else to loving yourself yeah because sometimes you know after so long and battling so hard to show this other person that you love them, you forget how to love yourself. And I think that's one of the most important things after a breakup. Mm-hmm. Like we've touched on um, the whole phase. You got to mm-hmm. get under one to get over one. Right. Which there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You do you, boo. Yeah. But in that aspect, have your little fun. Mm-hmm. But don't forget about yourself. Right. And it is so important that you learn to be alone and mm-hmm. be with yourself for a while. Right. Not jump into that next relationship. Right. Take some time to reflect. Um, what could I have done to better our relationship? Mm-hmm. What boundaries can I set in my next relationship? What have I learned from this? Learn right. from that relationship. What did he do that hurt me so badly mm-hmm. that is something I am not going to tolerate? from the next man right and what is something I did that hurt him Mm -hmm. that I'm not gonna do to the next man right right because I don't care what anybody says nobody is perfect right and you cannot a relationship doesn't end where it's a hundred percent one person's fault Mm -hmm. we all have our issues and bottom line part of your healing and learning to love yourself right is also learning what's wrong in yourself too and fixing that and working on that right because you really you can't love other people unless you fully love yourself so to me it is so very important after a heartbreak like that is um find ways to take care of your mind body and soul right do it this reminds me um i saw this weird i mean it was weird until the end i said wow that was fucking deep it was a it was a short film, and it was about this woman. She had a great husband and friend. She she pretty much had the perfect life, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, her husband comes home and says, "You know, like I don't want to be with you anymore." So she's shocked. You know, she loses the friends. She loses the great perfect life. Yeah, and so she finds herself alone. Aww. and so she decides she decides to take a vow of solitude. She's by herself. So she don't communicate with even strangers on the street. That's smart. Uh, She went to the movies. Um, She stopped to buy flowers. She started to cook different foods. She started to learn and love herself. And then at the end of the short film, she was so happy, she just happened to meet someone new. She probably, I'm a big believer in the universe. Mm Mm-hmm or God, or whatever whatever you believe in. Right. What you put out is what you attract. Right. And when, when your life is not going right, and you're in toxic stuff, God, the universe, whomever you believe in, mm-hmm. they are going to send you the wrong person over and over again mm-hmm. until you do that work. 
Right. Until you better yourself, until you get yourself where you need to be. Mm -hmm. And at that point, that is when you're going to meet your soul person. Oh my gosh. You it, have to Anyone be that knows MJ, she's always talking about, you got to do the work. You got to do the work. You do have to do the work. And <sighs> it sounds to me like in that short story, she did the work. Yeah. And she loved herself. She became who she was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And that is when her blessings started to flow. Right. She stayed positive. She kept that positivity out there. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you'd be amazed by the way your blessings flow when you do the work. Right, right. Nothing in life comes for free. And I don't mean financially, mm -hmm. necessarily. I mean in even doing the work. Like, if you want to make millions, what do you have to do? Work your ass off. You have to do the work. You have to do the work to get there. Right. So in your own life, in relationships, you have to do the work. In friendships, you have to do the work. Mm -hmm. To keep your family, you have to do the work. Mm -hmm. And I think that's extremely important. Yeah. Extremely. And having those positive distractions from, from the place that you left. Yeah. You know, that ugly place. Yeah. You know, you have to have positivity. You know, you have to have positive... Um, positive actions you have to have positive work you have to have positive people yeah you know even after a breakup you even have to you have to purge negative people you know like sometimes whenever you're going through a breakup you know those people that they come to you oh my god i heard about the breakup oh my god you you know uh, no you know you don't want to hear that all the time you need to surround couldn't yourself. Couldn't you have done this different? Or couldn't you have done that different? Yeah. Or why didn't you guys work on it? Why don't why you don't kiss you, my ass? Yeah. yeah. Why don't you try a little harder? Yeah. Bitch, were you in my relationship? Yeah. No. Or, oh, you know, um, now since y'all are broken up, I did see him out with this girl, you know, at a restaurant. Oh, you know. Lord. That yeah. is the worst. Yeah. When I had my breakup with the father of my daughter, mm -hmm. you know how many people came forward and told me like the women he cheated on with me with and stuff. And I'm like, you're telling me this now after I left him, you want to put salt in my wound? Yeah. Like, why, why are you telling me it's now? pointless? I have already left some. Oh, oh, so he slept with so-and-so two years ago. Uh, why didn't you tell me that two years ago? Uh -huh. You kept that a secret for two years. But you're my friend and you're yeah. coming in my face right now. And now okay. you're literally rubbing it in. There's no need. I'm going to tell everybody right now. When I go through a breakup, if I want to know how my ex is doing, I will reach out and ask him myself. Mm -hmm. You do not need to report back to me on him. Preach. It is none of my business. Preach. And another thing you don't need to do is tell me what he says about me. Because guess <sighs> what? I'm going to preach from grandma right now the one thing she said to me that has stuck with me my entire life is other people's opinions of you are none of your business yes so his opinion of me is not my business if that is how he's healing and he's getting it out let the man heal and let the man get it out don't run back to me and tell me every little thing he said don't run back to him and tell him what i'm up to you're not helping either of us heal by bouncing back and forth in our breakup trying to, oh oh he's dating this girl she's like 23 good for him yeah he's moving on i want that if you're not going to be happy with me i am the person who I wish you nothing but the best. The way I look at it is we were friends at one point in our life. Mm -hmm. And from there, we were in a relationship. And we should have done a call-in today because I can tell you right now, with the exception of one ex, because it was that toxic and damaging, I am friends with every single one of my ex-boyfriends. And I could call any of them today mm -hmm. and ask them for help if I needed it. And they would be right there. And guess what? They could do the same with me. Wow. And that is because I don't let other people stir into it. Mm -hmm. And I wish them well and I wish them the best and I pray for them. And if I'm not that girl for them, I want them to find her. And when I show that kindness to them, they're giving me that kindness right back. 
never forget that at one point in your life, you loved each other. At one point in your life, you were best friends. Don't ever forget that when going through a breakup. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Move towards the positive. So what do you think are, um, what do you consider positive distractions for when you're going through that breakup to keep you on that? Well, it sounds cliche, but try a hobby. You know, after my bad breakup, um, I said, you know what? I'm not going to do the definition of insanity. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So, Preach. you know how I told you how I had to do everything opposite of what Danny would do? Yeah. You know? Um, what would MJ do? <laughs> what would MJ do? Oh, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not doing that. But I would say, okay, I'm just going to go to my usual little French bistro place for lunch. Nope. That's what Danny would do every day. Okay. Nope. I'm going to try that new uh, Pakistani restaurant down the street. You know, don't know anybody over there. Never had it before, but I'm going to try it. You know, Um, I have two left feet and I was in the corner at prom with my other friends that can't dance. You know what? I'm going to take a salsa class. And that's what I did. Uh, you salsa with the best of them in Mexico with me, baby girl. Well, I didn't hey. see no. So those classes, yep. you must have taken them before we met because well, yes. you were on yes, beat. Yes, I did. Yes. I was like, this girl can shake her hips. Yes. So Danny and I met doing a little salsa in Mexico. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been together ever since. Yep. She had me at one, two, three, four. In fact, in my phone, her name is Zumba Mandy. <laughs> That's for another episode. In my phone, she's this bitch. <laughs> yes. I wish that my name in everyone's phone was this bitch. I do love, though, that, you know, with your trying a new hobby or a new restaurant, because mm-hmm. I feel... When you, when you try that new hobby or that new restaurant, you're mm-hmm. meeting new people. Mm-hmm. And there might be this positive human out there mm-hmm. just waiting to meet you. But, you know, they're on the east side and you only hang out on the west side. Yeah. And I would, I would do, I was one of those mundane people. I was afraid to do anything different. Yeah. I, everything was on schedule, on task. But I'm so, like, you know what? I want my life to change. Did you notice your life changing when you started doing yes. different things yes. and trying new things? Because Danny would always be the person in the back of the room. But I'm okay. like, you know what? Bitch, I'm going all the way down to the front. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the front. Absolutely. Yeah. I so love that. I would push myself, even though I'm nervous, I'm timid. Oh my God, I've never done this before. But I said, you know what? I have this chance at freedom. I have this chance to do things over, to start anew. So, bitch, I'm doing everything differently than what I would normally do. Everything that I was afraid of doing, I did it. Do you know what I just thought of what? with you doing something new? Another great thing after a breakup, not only doing something new, doing something for yourself. Mm-hmm. So you remember when you and me met Danny, I had just gotten out of a, what, three, four-year relationship? Uh-huh. And um, we broke up, and instead of getting in my feelings about it, me and another friend of mine decided to go to Mexico. Heck yeah. So we went to actually a singles and swingers, tops optional, adults only resort. Yeah. I wasn't going there to go through a whole phase. That I didn't. We that wasn't not, my reason. We did not I, partake upon what they yeah, had going on. We didn't have the bracelets be- on. No, we did not. We but just wanted the beautiful resort. I just wanted to get my titties out on the ocean. I'm not going to lie. I wanted to tan the girls. I wanted to go somewhere because my thing when I'm on vacation is if I'm not bringing my daughter with me, mm-hmm. if I'm at family-friendly places and I see other people's kids, then that just makes me miss her. Aww. And then I'm like, oh, well, well, if Bella was here, we would do this. And if, if Bella was here, we'd do that. So I'm like, I told my friend, I'm like, I want to go to an adults-only spot. Mm-hmm. And she found this place, and she's like, let's go all out. And I'm like, tan the tatas. Let's do it. Right. And that was the best idea because not only was I doing some self-care, mm-hmm. I was spending time with a good friend at the time mm-hmm. who was being there and supportive of me. And in turn, 
I met Danny, who is now like from the moment I met her, y'all, I remember when I met her, I looked at my friend I was with and I said, that girl right there, she's going to be my best friend. And my friend looked at me and she's like, you're crazy. You're crazy. And she knows I'm a nut. And I'm like, no, I just felt her vibe. I just knew. I'm like, seriously, her aura was golden. Her Mm -hmm. vibe was, I was drawn to her. I get drawn to people. I'm warning y'all, if I meet you and I love you, you're going to be my friend. (laughs) Like if I say you're going to be my best friend, trust it'll happen one day. And, and it's I not just, on the stalker type thing. No, I mean, it's not. We just, we just instantly bonded. I mean, yeah. she was, MJ, when you're around her, it's just like, she's just like this ball of energy. And she's just like, you know what? Just get out there. Just do it. Just be you. Just, you know, just shine. And that's her. You've uh-huh. always been that positivity in my life. That's you because know? I don't want to shine alone. Do you? What people don't realize is some people have that mentality of, I want to be the brightest and I want to be the best. You know how we shine brighter? When we all shine together. Yes. When is the sky lit up the most? Not when you see one or two stars, when there's a sky full of stars. I love that. So I want other people to shine with me because Mm -hmm. the more we shine together, the brighter and the brighter we're going to shine and the more beautiful this world is going to be. Right. My heart chakra is literally like, ah, right now. I'm oh, holding what, my Moldavite. What is what is all the crystals that you have out here? I love. I, I'm just drawn to this one, the pink one. Oh, that pink one. That's the rose quartz. Take it and hold on to it. Okay. Now that we're talking all lovey and stuff, and you know, we got off the whole breakup subject. You know, we are doing our chakra series right now. Danny just got a zing from a crystal. Her face is like it's like ice cold, and it's just like I don't know. It's not burning, but it's like going all the way through you were drawn to it it's giving you yeah. love wow. so in our chakra series now we are on the fourth chakra which happens to be one of my favorite chakras because it's the heart the heart i love me some heart chakra because everybody who knows me knows i embody love mm-hmm. my name actually means lovable worthy of love gift from God. Yes. And thank you, dad, for naming me that. Oh, because I feel like in a way when he named me that he kind of set my path mm-hmm. for bringing so much love into this world. Aww, Steve. And I don't even know if he knows that was the meaning when he did. He just knew it was the name for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I love it so much. It's almost like your crystals. You don't know why, but you just, you just yeah. gravitate toward yeah. it. Yeah. So basically the heart chakra um, it's that, it's that bright and beating the, the center of everything, our love, our compassion. It's, um, it's where our emotional energy flows. Mm-hmm. Um, the heart space is just this gorgeous bridge between your lower grounding chakras and your higher chakras. It's, it's the center one. It's, it's in the center of all the chakras. Um, mm-hmm. this is where we find, our compassion, our trust, empathy, self-care, our connection to others, our sense of forgiveness. And um, that, sounds, that sounds about everything that we talked about, you know, like forgiveness and, you know, deep down inside. Well, absolutely. And it's all about love. But what I love about it is it's not just love in accordance with others in our life. Mm-hmm. It's self-love. Yes. And the importance of self-love. And when we care for ourselves deeply and we make these decisions that people call selfish, we've talked about that before, but right. they, they actually serve us. Mm-hmm. We can let go of these old traumas. Right. Like these breakups we were talking about. We can let go of all that and we can stop being stuck And we can nurture ourselves to have richer, sweeter, and deeper experiences in life. Right. And that's what I find so beautiful about the heart chakra. So that being said, you guys know that I always have my crystals out. And I actually have this beautiful um, goddess statue out. And it's the self-love statue. And she's, she's kneeling and she's holding her heart. And you can see the cracks all around it where her heart's been broken. 
and it's filled in with gold. And that gold to me, what that represents is she's healing that heart chakra. Mm-hmm. And that is that bright light mm-hmm. coming through your chakras and filling in the cracks. Right. With goodness, with gold. Absolutely. We're all, we've all been broken, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean we can't build ourselves up again. And those cracks are beautiful parts of us. Mm-hmm. And they get filled with this bright, wonderful light. It, the cracks are to let the light in. Right. How else does the light get in? Yes. So Danny was drawn to um, the rose quartz. Um, This one is the absolute master of the pink crystals and the heart chakra. Um, It's a soft and loving gem. Mm -hmm. It's ripe with compassion. Um, We also, it's often referred to as the crystal of unconditional love. It's one I personally, when I'm feeling my self-esteem is low or I'm going through something bad, it's one I gravitate to because it fills you with self-compassion, with empathy, and it comforts you. So that's why it's one of my favorites. And then another one we have over here is our emerald, which that's my birthstone, y'all. Yay! And it's the color green. And most of the chakra crystals for the heart are green because green is the color of the heart chakra. Mm Mm-hmm. So the emerald stone is all about wisdom and wonder. Um, It works in multi-layered ways um, for harmony, balance, successful love with others. But above all, what's the most important? That successful love with yourself. Right. Um, So that's another favorite one of mine. Um, What else do we have here? This one over here. And this, this mala I have here, mm-hmm. you see the mala, Danny? Yes. I, brought, I, put, I put one of my malas out here because it's made of both white and green jade. And um, green jade is a stone of luck, even in love. So um, it's like a tingly bright color. Um, it can be different shades of green. Mm-hmm. Um, this gem, it's cool, clear-headed. It's all about helping you tap into your abundance. It encourages you to remember that you deserve more, 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 and more magic. Mm. And that's why I love the jade. Absolutely. Love, love, love it. And then we also have our last one out here is our green calcite. Yes. Um, the calcite... Um, This stone is all about sweeping the path of stacked up emotion. Mm -hmm. And that stacked up emotion is what causes you to tumble. So calcite is like that, that green calcite is that broom you bring out when you're just sweeping it away. Sweeping it out. You're saying, no, sir, I'm done. We're sweeping this out. We're getting rid of all this bad energy that drains up, drains us. We're getting rid of the frustration Um, And we're leaving a space for the light and love to grow and for our emotional wounds to heal. So I think that's another very important one Mm -hmm. when you're going through a breakup. Definitely. You guys, MJ, she always brings out the best candles. And this one is for the heart chakra and it smells like pine. It smells wonderful. That heart chakra candle, it, it smells very earthy. And you know what it brings me back to? What? Some of my favorite memories from my childhood. And I was just talking about this with my cousins when we were at my uncle's celebration of life, mm-hmm. Pineland Park. And um, the pine trees everywhere, and it just it smells like that happiness. Mm. It smells mm. like that. So that being said, we've went over the breakups. We've went over the chakras. Um, we're on the heart now. Um. What's going to be the next chakra? What's going to be well, the next chakra for the next episode? The, the next chakra for the next episode is going to be our throat chakra. Mm-hmm. And that is one where you are really going to get to know MJ and Danny. Because okay. we oh, both boy. are on the opposite spectrums of that chakra. Um, Danny needs to learn how to use her voice. And I need to... You know what? I need to go into silence. Mm. I need to go into silence to work on the chakra. This is something I've done before. Um, So I, right now, 
am going to go into silence. Oh my goodness. And um, I am going to take a vow of silence for 48 hours, y'all. So right now, I am about to shut the fuck up. Okay. Um, so, um, after all, computers crash, people die. Relationships fail, fall apart. The best we can do is breathe and reboot. Um, in closing, I want you guys to look at two websites, breakupbessie.com, and it's a space for women to find hope and access resources to guide each other, you know, every step of the way in a breakup. And then for you men, mensgroup.com, it's a self-improvement community for men that's dedicated to helping men dealing with divorce and breakups. So this is really serious, you guys. MJ has just taken a vow of a vow of silence for 48 hours. Um, this is weird. I can't believe that she's being quiet. Um, yeah, usually whenever she's talking, I'm usually clutching my pearls, and she's not talking now. She's just drinking her coffee. So I'm going to end this night. I'm Danny, and uh, that's MJ over there. Good night.